to the For Who For What podcast. I am your host, Patrick Schroeder. As always, excited to be back here with you guys. Thank you so much for listening, first of all, but also for the ratings and the reviews on iTunes. People have been uh, posting it on their Instagram stories and tagging me. appreciate that. If you haven't done it yet, if you haven't rated, reviewed, if you're not subscribed, please go ahead. Do that now. This week on the show, we're going to have comedian Dan Yang on for a chat about his beloved Golden State Warriors, get into a little NBA free agency. As of recording, no Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving trades, so I'm sure once it gets posted, they'll be moved immediately and this whole podcast will be rendered useless. But in the meantime, please enjoy my chat with comedian Dan Yang. started when i was born so i don't, I don't qualify those but at 25 was 2015 was fun the kd ones i feel like i'm one of the warriors fans where i wish he didn't come i'm glad that okay I mean, obviously it worked out but it, do, it uh, doesn't feel it, it doesn't feel the same yeah i feel like it's one of those you're when you're expected to win it's like if you play a bunch of like third graders you yeah. win yeah you're supposed to win if you lose and like shit we fucking lost so no it reminds yeah. me of like when you're you're playing pickup and you get on the team with like three guys who are way better than everyone else and it's fun yeah. it's fun that you're winning but you're also like i'm not really doing anything like i'm not really like you know we're just kind of supposed to win yeah but at least in pickup it's like well i'm staying on the court whereas <laughs> nba is like all right i guess we just do this forever but yeah i think this one was nice just because it's still like the the og squad you know get the band back together it's clay's coming back I feel like this year in general was more of a open field than, you know, the Cavs Warriors uh, runs. I mean, even that Raptors year was felt kind of weird just because of injuries, but this year felt like for the most part, every team, you know, brought a good, uh, a good squad. Milton was out for the Bucks. It feels like, like for the most part in the NBA, you kind of know who the two teams are going to be every year. At least, you know, it's th- there's like three or four teams with a real chance especially those the the Cavs Warriors years everyone knew it was going to be Cavs Warriors there was there wasn't you know LeBron was going up against like the DeRozan Lowry Raptors and you guys had the 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 legendary Rockets team that's being rebuilt in Philadelphia currently to go against so it was it was like a huge jump off but this year I thought the Suns were the best team in the West all year up until they got eliminated. I, I didn't, I, I had, did not have that level of faith in the Warriors, especially Clay. Yeah. I was uh, hesitant. I felt like we were probably just right there in that top tier, but Suns, I wasn't truly, I don't know. It's easy to say now in hindsight, but I've been on drunken record in the past saying, I feel like <laughs> I just didn't believe in this Suns team. I don't know why they just, Felt didn't feel right. I was more afraid of like all the Eastern Conference teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Nets before they just imploded. I thought going in, there's still like probably strong favorites. Celts, Bucks, I was very afraid of before Milton got hurt. Um, well, there, it does yeah. seem like there's a little bit of that narrative. People trying to be like, well, the, the Bucks would have been the best team. But I just I know from personal experience that 
everyone forgets about that. Like the year when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, it's because they didn't have to play the Saints. The Saints lost to the Vikings in the Minnesota Miracle, and we just missed the best team in the NFC. Thank God. Like the year the Phillies won the World Series, the Rays beat the Red Sox somehow, even though the Red. So it's like everyone forgets that. Yeah. You just you just won the title, and that's all. Unless you win it in a bubble, people will always remember the bubble. Yeah. Do you do you think the bubble was? Uh, I mean, it's not. I don't want to say legit, but do you buy into the bubble? It, I buy. I buy into the fact that it wasn't the same. It was more like a a tournament sort of deal. Like it, it's different. To the grind of winning an NBA title is you. Everyone's hurt. Everyone's tired. Yeah. Everyone is like playing on the road and it's miserable. And the bubble was just sort of like, hey, best best case scenario on full rest. Everyone go out there. But that's not really the way the NBA gets decided. So I'm I'm I count it as a title, but we all remember. Like if you were yeah. there watching it, you remember. I think if they had showed up the next year, people would be a little more okay, that Lakers team was real, but the fact that he's kind of that was the one time. Yeah, you know, questions start getting asked, and the the fact that they they started the next season so so soon after the end of the bubble season, I think it kind of screwed everybody up for a couple of years. Like even like this year, finally, uh, the Heat were at least right again. I think that's what the Heat probably would have been every year going forward had they not sort of like Jimmy Butler was so tired after the bubble. There's the oh, meme yeah. of him like he. he it's visible. He he's exhausted, and then to have to start playing again two months later, they had no chance that season. Yeah, the Heat. That's another team. I feel like I was never really afraid of. And then you know, Game Seven versus Cells and that Jimmy Three. It's like, oh shit, they were that that close to just pulling it off. Yeah, the the Heat were my team that I thought was going to win the East pretty much all year. Even even as the Celtics got really good at the end, I I, I buy into a big Jimmy Butler guy forever. I'll. I'll it, the worst day of my life is when the Sixers let him leave. I, I just don't oh, understand yeah. why, why that was allowed to happen. Why, or if he was going to like, he couldn't have gone to the heat unless we helped with, with that move by taking Josh Richardson back. I just don't understand why we helped. It, it, yeah. I, the whole thing is a nightmare to me. It's, it's very Philly. And, well, it's just laughable. It's so sad. Like how hopeful I was coming out of the process with with Ben and and Embiid and even when we saw Dario and Covington before we made the trades I was like the the, the future is going to be great and it's just been awful at every turn and now we're like now I have to rely on James Harden giving a shit yeah the he's worst. like who knows what he's got left there's nobody wants to have to rely on him and then I just saw videos of him in the Hamptons the other day oh, yeah partying i'm just like yeah i guess that, that's what it is you know every every few weeks there's a new another video of your point guard partying and you're just like trying to get a good look at the stomach to be like is he in shape how, how, what's he drinking is it like stick to clear liquor james come on be be smart about it yeah i do like for the warriors it was just you see them partying when they win and then i'm sure they party otherwise but it's not so uh blown up in the public's face well, they they really got after. It. I was I was happy for him. They went like full Tom Brady avocado tequila, like oh, yeah. old man drunk. It was a clay stumbling around, running over people. It is wild to think like of the times they can really just get fucked up, and how many times like we will get fucked up and 
like for them it's like twice a year probably <laughs> they they yeah imagine if when you're doing stand up it was like it was like a season like there's like the the on season and the off season you're like well i can't drink you know i got to i got yeah. we would all be so much better at comedy but oh yeah just in life our health our lives everything oh yeah we we, we would be we'd all be doing like act outs and be very physical comedians. We wouldn't be out of breath going upstairs. It would be completely different. Absolutely. Um, so also I wanted to talk to you uh, about some free agency, some trades. I was trying to put this podcast off as long as possible to see if Durant and Kyrie would get traded and it's just not going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, do you, do, any idea? I just literally, as I pressed uh, record, <laughs> I just saw a tweet come in that like the Nets are fully expecting to start the season with both of them on the roster. So it was all this just for nothing. What, what do you, where do you think they could go? Where do you want to see them go? Yeah. I mean, I would like to see them run it back. I just, from what I've understood and like saw on tweet, that's a thing with like comedians do sports podcasts. It's just like, what tweets do I remember reading? But. Oh no. Yeah. It, look, I have, uh, I have written down. Uh, yeah. Every I I really I really put the research into that because this time of year especially I'm just on I'm scrolling you know the only accounts I don't have muted right now are NBA rumor accounts so yeah. I'm just scrolling Twitter and it's all seeping into my brain I'm just like oh I heard that somewhere I saw that somewhere the but, thing that fucks me up is when you see the people that do the like four team trade machine and like it might make sense but my brain just can't comprehend what's <laughs> going on in those. No, you need to to follow the NBA on that level of understanding how contracts match up and all that shit. You, it, it's a full time job. It is yeah. like because all of a sudden Kevin Durant can't get traded for Aiton or Booker because they have Ben Simmons and the contracts are the same. I'm like, yeah. I never knew about this rule, but th- it sucks for them. I like I barely know how much money I make after taxes. I can't figure <laughs> out like what these guys have with their contracts. <laughs> It's insane. I feel like there's, it's like that meme where there's like two types of NBA fans. There's the, the type that almost treats it like Magic the Gathering, where there's like all numbers and stats and this side that's just like, yeah, I saw Lamarcus Aldridge drop fifty once. He's like, he's got that dog in him kind of guy. And exactly, yeah, how much more the latter. The the guy who yeah is like, oh, Terrence Ross, he dropped fifty on you. He's a fucking hooper. And then the yeah. other side of it is like, Terrence Ross's percentages are terrible. He shouldn't he shouldn't even be in the rotation. You're yeah, like, but he's got well, swag though. You're like, yeah, this one's much more fun. Yeah, I I I I balance between that, especially before I knew about you know stats and all that shit. And I was just like, Yeah, Nick Young's my favorite player in the league. I, yeah. I love that guy. And then you get older and and learn more about basketball and everyone's like that, that kind of player shouldn't be in the league. And you're like, no, that's, that's my guy. I want, yeah. I want irrational confidence takes bad shots all the time. Guy. Yeah. That's uh, that's Jordan pool basically. Yeah. Except it, it, he's making them enough that yeah. it actually works. That's the thing. You just can't miss. Um, what do you think about the dubs uh, letting Peyton walk? And it looks like Bielitz is heading back to Turkey. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, both have like played huge roles. Yeah. I feel like uh Beelitz going back. I get it. You know, you played a couple of years, made your money, got your championship. Well, I like- don't I don't know if you know that he Bielitsa intended to sign with the Sixers like three years ago. It was already announced during free agency. And then before he signed, he said he was going back to Turkey to play, but then mm-hmm. changed his mind again and ended up 
playing with the Kings that year. So he just basically like agreed to sign with the Sixers, backed out, and then still Hell went yeah. to the NBA with the, I mean, So I've I've hated him ever since. Yeah. I mean, I do feel like NBA teams, it's just like it's like certain jobs you work like this boss probably sucks and this office is far and I don't like this versus like this place seems chill and like Steph Curry plays here. That's tight. I guess I'll play there for a couple of years. Yeah. But yeah, Gary Payton, I guess that makes sense. I think again, once it gets into like contract numbers, I know we couldn't pay everybody. And like we re-signed Looney, which I think was a, I feel like an unpopular opinion. I think I would rather keep Looney over Gary Payton. Also Gary Payton probably need more money. I think Looney also took a pay cut. Yeah. And then we also have like Moody, Kaminga, and some young guys coming up. That could probably be like guards and Wiseman, I guess, also for a big. But no, but yeah, I, I, agree. I agree that it, it was it was a smarter call to let. I feel like Peyton's more replaceable than Looney, especially in the playoffs. Looney was more valuable in a lot of those minutes down the stretch than Draymond. So it's like, yeah. It, it just it just made more sense. And I love that you guys brought in uh, Dante DiVincenzo. What I will a... say I always got him and uh, Pat Connaughton confused. Oh, yeah. I mean, white guys from the old Big East uh, yeah. college college basketball guys. I, I prefer Dante's game. I don't know what happened with him. They Well, what happened is they sent him to the Kings and he was like, fuck this. And he didn't want to play for the Kings. They I, literally they traded for him a few months ago and didn't even re-sign him, which like, nice. shows me that he was like, "I'm not playing here." But in the, he's in the right situation, which obviously Golden State is the right situation for any basketball player. So there's no yeah. there's no way it could go bad. That's that's like I was just looking at all the signings and I'm trying to look at who like who I like for all you know what signings I like, and it's literally just if if a team I respect got a player i'm like oh that was probably good i agree with that like everything the nuggets did i'm like yeah those were good moves but i'm like is yeah. that just because i think they're a smart team or do i actually like these guys because the nuggets they traded well they got rid of uh what's that like will barton yeah they moved will, will barton and monty morris to uh the wizards for kcp and ish smith i feel like will barton's one of those guys where just in my selective viewing of the nuggets i just seen him go off i'm like yo this guy's got the dog in him, but I don't know. I've probably seen him play for like three games total. He's he's a guy that Sixers fans have been talking about trading for for the last couple of years. He is the yeah the the quintessential like you watch a random game on League Pass and you're like oh shit Will Barton's got thirty like, yeah, yeah I didn't know I didn't know he had it like that yeah he he just doesn't show up a lot too and uh, I'm a big kcp believer i think he's he's gonna fit in well for that team and then they, they signed bruce brown from the nets who yeah was i think better than what they hope ben simmons could be like to me bruce brown was the like why are we gonna go out for ben simmons when we got ben simmons at home like bruce brown is is your ben simmons when you, yeah they're it's they seem committed to keeping ben on the team i don't know he's deleting his instagram now i don't know I, I, I like think that, he just uh, wasn't getting attention, so he's like, I got to do something. Yeah, attention to Ben Simmons, that one game where he's wearing, like, the neon colors and everyone else on the bench is all black was a bold move, like, yeah, literally and figuratively. It's like when you break up with a girl and all your friends are like, we were trying to tell you the whole time that she was no good, and then you can't see it. Until, like, I didn't – like, I, I've just been such a huge Ben Simmons defender – yeah, and I I had to let all of his his weirdness and and 
his craziness, I just would make excuses for it. But then once he left the team, I was like, oh, fuck this guy. Were you uh, – so even after that layup and everything, that one game before he got traded, you were still – That – no, that – I I would have accepted him back. I, I will okay. always – even if he wanted to come – if somebody wants to play in Philadelphia, I'm just like, great. I, I love him. It, it, it's, it's not a place free agents ever want to go or anyone is that excited. So – and I think a lot of the, the fan base is that way where it's like if someone – Literally, someone gets drafted or signs, and the first day they're like, "Hey, I, I'm gonna go have a cheesesteak." Everyone's like, "We love this guy!" Oh yeah, it's rec- like it's the easiest town to win over, which is yeah. why it's hilarious when guys like Ben can't figure it out and are just like, "Well, you mean I just can't be like a diva asshole all the time, and everyone won't love me?" That's the way it's been my whole life. It's like yeah, just- I feel like Embiid does it perfect, where he's just like playing pickup and dunking on kids and running around shirtless in the streets. That's the thing is, Philly will accept you for being a dick that's i i mean i think kevin durant would be perfect in philly his his whole being a troll and everyone like us against the world it would fit in perfectly but i don't the only the only thing i see if i if i was the nets the only deal i would take for durant would probably be from new orleans for some ingram a bunch of the picks from either the Drew Holiday or um, the Anthony Davis or, like, or their own picks. They have so many goddamn picks that it's yeah. like, I feel like that's, or Oklahoma City, you could get a ton of picks from, but I don't think Durant wants to go there. That would be, that'd be quite the story, just the, the reunion tour. Well, if they did that, then they would just have to bring Russ back and run it back. Yeah, just get a Baca too. If <laughs> the league should just put them, like, just fuck the salary, just do it for the, the fans at that point. Bring uh bring Nick Collison's jersey down from the rafters. Oh yeah, and, and <laughs> all those guys. You got uh fucking Perk. Adams Perk. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Perk can still play two minutes a game. At least at least get him on the sidelines, giving like hot takes or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw some trade like idea where Golden State basically trades all the young guys for Katie, and I, that would be like my worst nightmare. It it does seem like the Warriors if if you just looked at it from a perspective of which players and assets would make the most sense, golden state has a ton that they could give up, but I don't think anybody wants to do that again. Like that's a, yeah. that's a lose, lose Cause Durant, if he wins, then it's the same shit he heard before. And if the warriors win with him again, it's the same shit. They like, there's just, it, it, it won't work on any level. Yeah. I feel like Katie's just one of these guys. He doesn't know what he wants. Yeah. I think he, well, he 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 wanted to be have it be his team, or at least his and Kyrie's team. But he just he hitched himself to the wrong guy. It, it's so true. If he would have just, even if it was just him and Harden, if it would have been, yeah, anyone slightly less crazy, he probably could have made it work. I was saying the other day that uh, like Stefan Marbury played in China, like the end of his career, put up like nineteen a game, and they made like plays about him and fucking. I think he might own a team. He's got a statue. If Katie really wanted to, and just like if you went to China in his prime, just wow, dropped like that, ninety a game, he would, would be, be like the president. Ul- yeah, that would be the ultimate like off the beaten path move. Just, I, I mean, everyone would love that. You have to really, you'd have to get like the the live golf like Saudi billionaire level contract offer. To, I think you would have to offer him a billion dollars for him to I do. Feel it. Like that can. We gotta some, make that happen. That's somebody's happen. somebody's gotta have a billion over there. Just yeah. some some basketball fan 
the the Mark Cuban of China. Hell yeah! Or just get a Kim Jong Un. I don't know if they have a billion though. <laughs> I'm sure they could like wander or extort. Plus, you know, he's got the Rodman in, so that's it'll just be yeah. like it'll be KD and Rodman against the Washington Generals every night Hell on yeah. state television. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think about Rudy Gobert <laughs> to Minnesota? Because I don't think there's any trade I've ever cared less about. And yeah. I just like a team that I really don't like and a player I really don't like. It, I mean, at, at least it's all they're, now they're all together. I don't have to worry about them separately. Maybe I can enjoy Donovan Mitchell on the Jazz without Gobert there. But I yeah. just, I don't like either of these. I, I don't get how he fits in with Cat at all. Like, I think it makes sense. What, what I understand is basically Cat. Uh, doesn't want to play anything resembling a big man role. He just wants to stand out there and shoot, which is so heartbreaking. If you're, it's like, we drafted you number one overall because yeah. you're a six ten, like seven foot guy who can shoot, but we don't, we don't, it's not, we don't care about the shooting as much. Like it's a nice perk. We need you to be the big guy who can bang and 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 now it's the it's the same thing as Horford and Embiid. They're they're the fit is just gonna be awkward. I get that they wanted to do it because they they're like, hey, this is our guy, we're gonna put him in the best situation to win. But I think they just you know shot themselves out of the next five to seven years of of advancing. Yeah. In my head, there's no reason Cat can't play like Embiid in theory. Except for he's just like soft. There's that one like tweet where it says he like uh, during the season will just stay up late playing video games, and get like two hours of sleep every night, which he, is pretty tight. He does seem, and when you watch him play, and this is I'm not basing this based on anything in like his personal life, or but it's just watching him on the court and even in the playoffs, how frustrated he would get. You just you're like he just doesn't understand. He doesn't get that he's in the biggest, strongest body and he can do whatever he wants. He can take over. He just kind of wants to stand out there and shoot threes and win three-point shooting contests, which, great, but that's not that's not the guy yeah. I want as my number one, especially when you have Anthony Edwards, who it seems more and more like is probably going to end up being the best player on the team anyway. Yeah, I can't wait for Edwards and Katz to have their inevitable falling out because one is social. One has the quote dog in him and the other clearly does not have any dogs in him. And uh yeah, we'll see what happens there. I, but it sucks as Edwards is so fun. What have you seen Hustle yet? No, not yet. <laughs> uh, I saw the clip of him just talking shit to a uh, Wancho or whatever. Yeah, he's he's great in it and he was so he was so good in the movie that it leads me to believe he's gonna get even better next year. Like it, it's a star making performance like outside of sports it just in entertainment and in the culture of the zeitgeist sometimes somebody just like comes together it, like everything starts working out with them like how joel kim booster is like a, a special and a movie and everything and all these articles come out once that's anthony edwards this summer this is yeah. he, anthony edwards is having his joel kim booster summer where he's going to become a star anthony edwards would crush in a fire island for sure i, I there's not I, I don't think there's anything I would count him out of after seeing him act. He's got he's got range. He's got skills. I'm I'm on board with him as being a superstar, except for the fact they surrounded him with the two weirdest 
big men. Like Rudy is so fucking weird. <laughs> Not to mention he he you know introduced us all to COVID. So that's just the that was a good bit on his. <laughs> that's that's pretty funny that he that's... just did that right before it all shut down. Yeah, that's the kind of guy you're dealing with. Someone who just doesn't have the presence of mind to be like, maybe I shouldn't like you know make a joke about the impending <laughs> like plague that's coming to destroy the world. Ru- Rudy is the same thing as uh, I think Draymond has a couple of of these guys where I don't understand how as an NBA player you just can't develop a usable shot at all. Just like even sixteen footer, like you have an open gym at all times. There's like free Gatorades there. You got a yeah. rebounder. You're paid to do it. Like Brooke Lopez did it. Serge Ibaka did it. Seems like that's one thing you can learn is getting a shot. It really is when you have that. It, it's the same thing when guys eat themselves out of the league and it's like you could just have a personal chef and it would yeah. be like people will go grocery shopping for all you have to do is just have a little bit of willpower yeah i don't understand the i guess like they say with shack why he couldn't shoot free throws is because he was just so big it like doesn't make it's like trying to shoot a tennis ball or something but i still feel like I could do yeah. better shooting a tennis ball than Shaq did shooting free throws. Yeah, there's people like those like beer pong pros and shit. You can find a way to get a thing in a thing. Well, literally, Joel Embiid said he learned how to shoot before he came to America by Googling uh, white people shooting. Hell so yeah. He knew. <laughs> that is a, that's who you should learn from. <laughs> well, I love that, you know, I've, on Instagram, all the the basketball videos that all the trainers make and everything. It's like all these NBA players and all their shooting coaches are like five, five, you know, white guys who played like point guard at some division yeah. eight college, but it's just like, it loves the game so much that they know how to shoot. I started getting a bunch of those like NBA trainer videos on like my TikTok algorithm. And it's all just like, well, when you pivot, use this foot instead of that one. And really the only thing I feel like we need to work on as basketball players, like not getting tired after 10 minutes. <laughs> like my footwork doesn't really matter after a certain point. Yeah. My, I, in, in my thirties now playing pickup basketball, I'm just like a cop. My, my only goal <laughs> is to get home to my family again. Just, yeah. that, it's not about playing well or winning or having fun. I just got to get back home without having ruptured my Achilles tendon. Yeah, just get my, my knees feeling good. Make sure like <laughs> these high school kids don't show me up. Which they um, will. It, the, I went out to play a few weeks ago for the first time in a while and immediately uh, no warm up. One of the kids is just like, you want you want to run fives? And I was just like, I guess. And yeah, you can't say no at that point. You just can't. They edit, yeah, and they're you know they need the one like there's no one else there. It's like oh these kids won't even get to play the full. All right, I'll do it. And then five minutes in, your ankles and calves feel like they're on fire. You're like I'm the oldest man alive. Yeah, in a way, what we do is community service at this point. <laughs> I'll be over here shooting, but if you need one, I guess I can do it. No, it is funny when I like run into teenagers from playing basketball and I just like see him at the bodega with my girlfriend. They're like, what's up? And she's like, why do you know children? Like, Look, <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone. What I do at my own time. I slowly started becoming one of these guys. If I'm playing like the younger kids and just being like, well, you should cut when he's doing that. And like, who the fuck, what am I? <laughs> Don't listen to me. Yeah. You're trying to, it's just something about getting older. You start coaching them up. You can't help it. It's in your genes, yeah. especially, you know, the young generation, a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of selfish one-on-one basketball, a lot of dribble 
and chuck threes and people people don't move as much there's not enough no, movement. there's not movement i'm like hey get in the post move your feet on defense let's let's run some laps after this let's they go. need us they need us dan yeah. um i wanted to bring up a couple more things uh before we run out of free zoom time Dejounte murray to the hawks hawks give oh, up yeah. a bunch of draft picks don't give up john collins seems like he's still gonna get moved somewhere i probably watched a total of five spurs games over the last two years i know mm. from just like playing fantasy and following the game that murray puts up crazy numbers and everyone seems to like him. i i don't know how to feel i know trey young definitely needed someone else who could handle the ball and and get their own shots the heat totally shut them down and made their made their offense look non-existent so I, I i like the idea behind it i just don't know if murray is the guy any 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 thoughts yeah i similarly have not followed the spurs much in the Deontay Murray the years spurs? Yeah. they've been so just like bad boring nothing since Kawhi left yeah they have like the rosen who did better after he left lamarcus mm-hmm. aldridge who yeah left then Deontay. i don't i mean for everything i've seen like highlights and stuff he looks good i think like a big guard unlocks, yeah, ball handling guard, creation guard, like unlocks Trey a little bit. I've always been one of these guys that's like, I don't, which is weird because I love Steph, but like, I don't, I haven't believed in Trey as much as everyone else has, but he's always found a way to get it done. Yeah. So this, I think, unlocks him a bit. And yeah, I'd feel good if I was a Hawks fan. I, Trey is a, a guy who I never I had to begrudgingly respect after he uh, destroyed the 76ers franchise, but he's definitely a better playoff player. I didn't see it at first because I was sort of like, yeah, he's fun. He's cute. But then you see in the playoffs, he has the fucking balls to just sort of make shit happen that a lot of guys don't, especially that young. Like he he yeah. once I mean, the what he did to the Knicks was hilarious as well. Just how he sort of loves going on the road and being the villain and how it ups his game. I love, I love that. I love, that's a great uh, guy to have as your main piece going forward. Uh, Like think about how, how much fun those Reggie Miller Pacers teams were, even though they never really won anything. They're like legendary because they were just such good villains uh, on the road. Yeah. I feel like I would like Trey better in, yeah, I feel like subconsciously I just hate his hair, and maybe that's why I have a hard time. Like he does, he 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 has the the pig pen from Charlie Brown, uh, weird curls going. I think I've I've seen a meme where someone has a, a lollipop that fell on a carpet. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's about right. That, <laughs> but I think I think he does it on purpose. I think he's going for ugly on purpose because it irritates other fans. I think he just enjoys pissing people off that much i hope he grows it out and just has it like shoulder length soon yeah makes it weird as fuck and i'm starting to see him in commercials for shit so okay maybe maybe that it's part it's starting to catch on he can just be like there's the weird looking guy oh that's trey young so sort of like what bobon has going on but on a smaller level bobon just pops up everywhere i missed out on the bobon train because uh i remember i was going to get a cameo from him and it was like 50 bucks and now i want to say it's like 150 175 he's He's popping off. Yeah, he's when when he c- came over to the Sixers for half a season, it was like they traded for a new mascot. He's just like <laughs> children love him, and 
he sits on the bench and then he plays like three minutes. And anytime he does anything, it, the crowd loses their mind. So, oh, yeah. But then again, in the playoffs, it's just pointless to have him. He does nothing. I don't get how I just don't like how he isn't useful for like 10 minutes a half. Just throw him in and just get fouls or something. Just too, too slow in the playoffs when everyone's sort of at their best. I, I, he just doesn't have it's sort of like, you know, the same problem Gobert has. And a lot of the big guys where they can just run you off the court if they go small. Yeah, yeah. You're just sort of useless. Speaking of the Knicks, also Jalen Brunson to the Knicks for over a hundred million dollars. I like Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I I don't like the Knicks. I I did enjoy that they they seem to have between this and signing Mitchell Robinson long term, they've sort of just handcuffed themselves into this mediocre team for the next four years. Maybe R.J. Barrett gets better. Maybe they can trade Julius Randle, but it seems like they're just going to sort of top out at a six seed. Yeah, that sounds about right. I feel like, yeah, I, I'm not a Knicks fan. I like the Knicks when they're bad, which is forever. So they're a fun team to go visit like MSG and watch. But uh, yeah, Brunson is fine. He's a good player. I feel like he's like a just he's like Randall. He's like a borderline all star, but not quite. Yeah, he's fine. It's sad that that's sort of the peak of the free agent that they could land like the Knicks. My whole life, it's been every free agent is going to the Knicks because it's New York. It's a big market. And then really the only guy they can ever get is the guy whose dad used to play there. And like the, he grew up going to like work out there. So it, it wasn't even like he wanted to play for the Knicks. Yeah. He just missed being a kid or so he like wanted to get that back. I love same way. Like the Bucks will get like Giannis's brother to like appease Giannis except for this is Jalen Brunson. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite the same, but I, yeah, I guess the Knicks are going to be Jalen Brunson's team. I love when the Knicks are bad because it's it's always like, you know, Pablo Prigioni or Jeremy Lin and all these like little like local folk heroes can be born. Yeah. But there's nothing more annoying to me than when the Knicks genuinely feel they have a good team, like they did two years ago when they were outside bing bonging for winning oh, one yeah, game yeah. in the playoffs. I just, I hate the idea that they call the, that Madison Square Garden is the Mecca because the Knicks won a title there in 1972. Like, that's not why an arena should be known as the Mecca. That I like, or it's the Mecca for, for things much bigger than the Knicks. Like, you know, all the, the big boxing fights were there and then the Big East tournament and all that. That has nothing to do with the Knicks. Stop taking credit for Madison Square Garden being an important building when all you've done is lose there for my entire life. Yeah. In my head, it's just they play in Penn Station, essentially. <laughs> and, and I look, I used to record a podcast at a studio right, right outside of Madison Square Garden. It was attached and, uh, one of the the funniest things I've ever seen was the day after Charles Oakley got removed oh, from yeah. the building. I was I was there in our studio the next day, and uh, downstairs was Larry Johnson looking upset about something. I'm just like, oh, who is Larry Johnson here to beat up? I hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that they're just trolling around there still. Yeah, well, I I think they're all just like looking to fight James Dolan. They're just like, where is he? Is he here yet? Well, just somebody pop out. We'll punch him. 
somebody do something to wrestle control of the team away from this man. I'm surprised he hasn't got his band to like headline MSG yet. I feel like that would be a, or like play the halftime show or something. There's a lot of angles there. I've heard that um, he does like sort of invite people to see him play with the like nod and a wink that I got that information from a woman I chatted with on hinge about five years ago and never went on a date with, but she worked at MSG and told me that he would invite people to like come see his band play with the implication that like, you better come see. I respect it. Didn't, (laughs) uh, didn't mutual friend Jake head get kicked out of Nick's game for tweeting slander against Dolan or something. I do. I do recall, uh, Jake head, a comedian and friend of ours. He did have a run in around the same time as Charles Oakley. Maybe they were in on it together. Scrawny, scrawny white comedian, Jake head and Charles Oakley forming some sort of vigilante yeah. duo outside of Madison Square Garden. They were in a tight ship at MSG. Uh, <laughs> so before we get you out of here, a couple more moves that took place. John Wall, Clippers. We'll see. I don't... Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> I, Clippers, I, I, don't, I don't really get... I don't really get what's happening with Kawhi. I don't know how good Paul George is right now. Like, sometimes he's great, sometimes he's... Paul George. It's funny. The only thing I think I know about the Clippers now is that Ty Lue is a good coach because yeah. they were better than I made a little bit of money. Clippers were always like the late game dog that I would ride. They they okay. were, would come out to play. Also, Celtics, they get Gallinari, they trade for Malcolm Brogdon. Upgrades, yeah, think, upgrades over what they got. I think I think for sure. Place. Yeah. Yeah. I, they, I think they're definitely scary. Their their best move is keeping it together. They, they've got something going there <laughs> that uh, we're still waiting on an eight and trade. We're still waiting on Durant Kyrie. looks like Kyrie is going to end up in LA. Is that, that the, uh, the latest, I feel That's, like I see those tweets, but I can't I tell who's like a meme account. Who's it seems real. like it's all just him trying to drive because whatever Shams reports is just whatever Kyrie tells him. It seems from yeah. the wording and it just seems like Kyrie really wants to go play for the Lakers. We'll see. Let's get you out of here on you got anything you want to tell the people where they can find you? Anything you want to plug? Yeah, um, just Twitter, Instagram, whatever. I guess TikTok, even though I don't post there, but one day I will. <laughs> at uh, Real Dan Yang. Uh, we got a show with the stand next Wednesday. That'd be 13, maybe. I don't know. The Wednesday after July 5th. There you go. July the 6th, Wednesday and, uh, after July 5th. Yeah. All right. That's it. Also, right. wait. What did uh, what did Will Winters say about the Warriors? I, I got. I'll do. I'll do one. Uh, he really hates the West Coast mentality of uh, of the Warriors and their fans. He thinks. I think he called you guys like soft tech beta boy billionaires. Oh, the new point. ones, yeah. But he's got to go to Oakland and say that to the, uh, the Baron <laughs> Davis fans. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have, we'll have you on both together sometime soon. You can hash it out. I don't think he All wants right. to make friends, but we could we could at least make him uncomfortable. That could be fun. There we go. All right. Good talking to you, bud. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Later. Well, there you have it. There it is, folks. Huh? Thanks so much to Dan Yang for stopping by. You can follow Dan on Twitter and Instagram at RealDanYang. Let him know you enjoy. Just drop right in his DMs and be like, I listen to you on the For Who or What podcast, and I enjoyed it so much. 
Thank you, Dan, once again, and thank you guys for listening. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff, and uh, let me know if there's anything you want to hear going forward. Any comedians you want on the show? Any? I don't. I don't know. I guess we're gonna talk about regular season baseball for a while. That should be awful, but hey, that's what happens in the dog days of summer. Bryce Harper, get well soon, please. For the love of God, Blake Snell, I, I do not forgive or forget. You've been added to the John Landon Hall of Shame for mediocre National League starters who injured Phillies. Google Google John Landon, Chase Utley. And uh, if, you, if you don't know that story already, I, I don't know why I'm speaking like everyone knows this story. Yeah, in the middle of a regular season, a random Nationals pitcher hit Chase Utley with a pitch and knocked him out, and I think about it every day still. What of it? Maybe maybe you have a problem. Um, but anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the For Who, For What podcast. <laughs>